Sorry. Okay, we welcome on two very, very special guests. It is Coach Goss of Baker University and someone that Taylor and I, we have recently started up a fan club for and we're, we are accepting applications for. It is the freshman pitcher who has set the NAI on fire, Kira Baker. Kira, Coach, really appreciate y'all coming on. Of course. Yes, and just first of all, we love what you guys are doing and thank you so much for you know, doing this for our sport and um, the NAIA and obviously, you know, Baker softball, we are so appreciative and fans of you guys for, for helping, you know, grow our sport. Well, I mean, that, that means a lot. Uh, you know, Taylor, I'm sure, sure you feel the same way. Uh, we, we really are surprised. Uh, we talked about the other day at just how quickly it's kind of caught on on social media as well, well as the podcast. So we're really appreciative of all of y'all's support and uh and everything so thank you all so much but coach you know when when we did our interview for the heart of america day media days i was like you're, you're definitely someone i want i want want to have on because i feel like that 20 minute interview probably could have gone for an hour and been an entire uh, podcast if it if we wanted it to have been but something i remember from that interview is you said something about a freshman pitcher that would come in and make an immediate impact. Now you didn't exactly say that she would have two NAI pitchers of the week, multiple no hitters, a 0.1 ERA and 152 strikeouts or so and 13 appearances. But I think it's safe to say Kira has settled in nicely. And I mean, you just talk a little bit about Miss Baker and, you know, when did you know that she had the potential to be one of the top pitchers in our sport? Honestly, I think I think I knew right away um, when I when I saw Kira. Um, there there were a lot of things that you just asked me there, so I'll get back to answering this. But I think it's really kind of a fun story, and I've never told this in front of Kira, so it'll be kind of fun to tell this in front of her as well. Um, two years ago in the fall, I sent one of my assistants to go watch her, and my former assistant. She still helps us out, but she's she's married now, so she's moved on a little bit in life. Um, she's a former pitcher of mine, and you know, pitchers notoriously are just hard to impress anyway. And uh, I think this story really brings uh, that true because I sent her to go watch Kira, and Kira had just came off an injury, but we weren't aware of that. And I sent her to go watch her. I'm like, hey, Kira, this kid's really good. Want you to go see her. And we had another kid on our list as well. And so that kid. Um, my former assistant, and she was a great pitcher, you know, won almost 80 games in college. She knew what my expectations are as a pitcher, uh, all those things. And she went and watched Kira and she's like, you know, I don't know. I, I think she's okay. She throws a lot of high fastballs. She's a little bit wild. And I'm like, oh, okay, we'll move on, go to this other kid, whatever. So we move on to the other kid. I know, right? Can you imagine? Oh. So I, I let her know every day that she's fired because of this. But so, <laughs> so, so um, that summer, I was working a camp for Coach White, who is at Texas. When he was at the University of Oregon, I used to go out there and spend time out there and do um, pitching camps and satellite camps with him. And so I was working this camp and I see this kid and I'm like, man, this kid's pretty good. And then he comes up to me and we start talking about Kira and he kind of introduces us and we start talking. And that was on a Sunday. I think she came up for her visit on Tuesday and we signed her by Friday. And the first phone call that I made when I left that camp was to my former assistant. And again, she's still part of the program, just great. But I'm like, KB, you, you are fired because that kid is <laughs> real good. 
And then come to find out later, you know, when I compared, you know, that's who it was and, and she was coming back from an injury. So it all made sense. But um, I knew the ball came out of her hand different. That was something I could see right away. And as I've gotten to know Kira now for six, seven months, um, seeing her most every day, um, you, you know, you put her numbers out there, which are obviously those speak for themselves. Like you, you know, you, you guys are familiar with the other good pitchers, um, at our level and across the country. And even, even ones that have been there before Baker's no stranger to having good pitching success. Olivia breeze, um, was the national pitcher of the year in 2019. And she was incredible. Um, I wasn't fortunate enough to coach her, but, um, you know, she was great. The Cerny kid, um, you know, she got five years in college. So, um, she's got a lot of really, really impeccable numbers too. But the thing that I think is so special about Kira, as I watch her, um, at this point, and it's always hard for me to talk about things because we have so much to still work on and there's so much that lays ahead of us in our season. Um, so you don't want to give yourself a pat on the back, you know, and, and get off focus. Um, but at the same time, when I look at it and I go, okay, Kira's a freshman and she's had high pressure innings against some of the best talent. Um, she's had times where, you know, she's probably got squeezed a little bit by umpires. She's got some times where, um, we've had really bad conditions. Um, we've had games where we've had offensive explosions. We've had games where we're not scoring runs. So I bring all that up because you expect a veteran to be able to handle that stuff, um, with their experience, you know, um, but the way that she's handled that as a freshman, I think that's what is honestly so fun about it because she had the talent. She came in with that talent, but she's just going to get better and better. And she handles those situations um, like a complete veteran. And um, that's not always the case. You know, there's a lot of talented people that don't necessarily handle all of those moments. So to go back to your original question, yes, we knew that she was going to be good. I didn't know what her numbers were going to be like um, because that stuff is so hard to predict. Right. Um, but I did know it was going to be impactful. Um, at the same time, balancing having some veteran pitchers that have had success too, Right. Like um, Michaela Aiken, you know, she has like six top 10 wins over in her career. Um, she's got wins over Georgia Gwinnett, uh, USAO, Columbia College, you know, some really good um, programs. And and last year, Skyler would have been our number one, but went down with an injury right before. Um, and still after eight weeks of being in a brace, you know, still had a really, really good season. So we have some good pieces in place already and um, Kira to come in and enhance that and then just have a unique pitching ability on, on top of that. Um, it's nice to have options. I'll say that. And it's nice to know how consistent that she's been, even though she is a freshman. You know, something that, that you touched on there uh, was a consistency. And you, you all talked about the veteran leadership and it being early on in the year. And we're, we're on touch on all of those. But like you said, it's been the consistency to start. I mean, the first couple of starts, it was very impressive. It was okay. There's this freshman pitcher out at Baker. She's got potential. And I, I mean, hand up. Taylor was sold before I was. Uh, I mean, I mean, just hand up. I was like, this is impressive. Well, this thank is you, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I got to give credit where credit's due. I was like, this is impressive. Let, 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 let's see it. But then it was like one no hitter, another one. Now, I think by that second one, I was like, okay, all right. Now, now I think we, got, <laughs> we got a little, little bit different cat out, out at Baker. But 
Kira, uh, I'm sure it has kind of felt like a dream early on. I mean, it, I mean, it has been a, a dream start to your college career. But I mean, can you just talk about some of the emotions that you felt early on in your college career. Um, I think initially it was kind of shock that Baker is very different from the competitive team I came from. So there was a steep learning curve, like figuring out how I was going to make it through practice, what my job was going to be specifically, and how I could improve. Um, and then after that, it like, I just love everything that we do. I can already see that I'm getting better from where I was when I came in and knowing that it just drives me more to want to keep going. And then, yeah, like it, yeah. it was a lot of learning, but we got there. <laughs> yeah, the fall, fall is tough. The fall is so tough, you know, uh, no matter how talented you are, because there's just so many things to learn. And you're like, wait, I thought I knew how to play catch. And now I got to learn all these things. So it's a challenge for all athletes. I mean, Taylor, I'm sure you can attest to it. Your first semester in college, my first uh, semester really with Football is like that first summer coming in. It's a little, it's a little bit different. Uh, but Kira, I think it's safe to say you've uh, you you've made the adjustments well. I hope so, at least. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, and coach, first question I have for you here. So you guys have, like Kira, just been off to a incredibly hot start. Uh, Twenty and two. You know, you lose the opening game to defending champs Oklahoma City, but since then you've won. Uh, 20 of the last 21 games. How have you been able to keep your team focused um, after such a great start? Um, Honestly, like, again, I don't fault you guys for not knowing this because we have, you know, some different horses right now. But if you look at 2020, uh, you know, Baker had the best start in school history, even coming off of a national tournament exp um, experience. And then obviously COVID happened. We had, I think, three top 10 wins. Um, I think we would have had the national pitcher of the week that week. It was just one week early of having that award go. And then uh, COVID happened, right? And the next year, we had a really good team again. Um, we won. We only played 34 games. And, you know, that was like half of our season, essentially. We had kids in and out of quarantine. And... 12 of those last games came in the last 10 days. So when you think of 34 games and 12 of them came in the last 10 days, you know, nobody really knew how good our team was outside of our team because we'd have four or five kids in quarantine. And then we just, we finally got that group together. We had a couple of big wins, but we ran out of gas and, and couldn't get over that hump. And then last year we were feeling really good. And I think I mentioned this to Reagan in um, our Heart of America preview, um, we lost, you know, our number one kid, um, what, who we thought was going to be our number one kid, knowing that we also had another really good option. They were both going to compete against each other. 20 minutes before we had that game against Oklahoma City, they put six runs up on us in the first inning before we ever recorded an out, you know, but we only lose the game eight to five. We actually out hit them. And next day we come back and play USAO, who was, I think, three at the time and beat them. Um, and so we were still doing OK. And then we had about six or seven more just freak injuries. And I still I don't even like to talk about it because it's just like, ah. Uh. so the reason I bring that up is it's like, man, we've been we've had these great teams and it's just like an unfulfilled feeling that I know a lot of people did. Like, I'm not asking for anyone to feel sorry for us by any means. Um, everyone, you know, went through that with COVID and, and all those kinds of things. But 
I think it's important to note, like we've had expectations to be good um, and we've had the players to do it. We've just had some tough breaks. And I think that's always the most challenging thing as a coach is like, yes, we've had this success, um, but we've also have, we have so much to improve upon. And so to me, like that's where having this 11 days and we've had these, we've had, you know, some time, some extra time to get more practice in because we haven't really had a lot of outside practice time before we got going. So to me, it's like, Hey, our best softball is still ahead of us because there are things in our game that we need to get better at. We're really good at certain parts, um, but we need to get better at these other parts. And I think our girls actually really understand that. And again, having, you know, three kids who came back for their fifth year that they're here for this. They expected these things, even if their role is a little different now. And so um, that is the invaluable stuff that those kids bring too, because it's not just me saying it, it's them saying it. And guess what? Like when we played, you know, Oklahoma City and we played Texarkana, we weren't our best. And it was great for us because it showed like what we still need to work on and we can't get away with certain things against, you know, those great teams. And that's who we're playing against. We're, we're trying to make sure that we're ready to go against the best teams. Yeah. I remember you saying that y'all went through like four or five different shortstops. Oh no. Oh no, Reagan. It was six. Sorry to cut you off, but I will never (laughs) forget this as long as I live. I mean, I hope I can forget it someday, but we had six different shortstops in 31 games. And I'm like, no major league baseball team in a 164 game season will go through probably three. And we went through six yes. and it was, oh my gosh, it was such a testament to my kids. I'm still, I, I'm still so proud of them. I will always be so proud of them for how they made it through all of that. Um, so uh, wear your lucky socks and say your prayers and keep things <laughs> going for us to be healthy. Cause that's, you know, that's really to me the, the key. Well, I think the the key, I don't know if, if you remember, but I told you to go and burn some sage in between se- second and third base. I think some of the smoke may have gotten the pitcher's mound up. Well, the funny thing is, as soon as that interview was over, Skylar was in here and she's like, hey, joke's on him because we did that. Like, they did everything. <laughs> I think they did literally anything and everything they could think of outside of anything, you know, not legal. So um, we were... Boy, it is. Yeah, it's amazing to think about, you know, and again, it was just all like freak stuff. So we're we're enjoying having a pitching staff. We were rocking two pitchers for a month last year at the college level. And that's just how do you even do that? You know, plus the six shortstops. But somehow we got through it. And now we're here. (laughs) Yeah, that is one thing about the diamond sports, especially I can attest to this myself as the superstitions I was by far a very superstitious guy uh so i can definitely understand that uh but for for kira uh obviously like we said you know you've had one of the best starts that we've seen um is there a certain start that you've had thus far that really sticks out to you um i guess the usao game that one was a pretty big one for me it was actually my first college start and then with it being such a intense and long game it was it was very good for me to kind of like figure out what I was going to be for the team and build my confidence at this level. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. I think that's really, that's definitely what put us to on notice um, when we saw that you guys ended up taking down USAO down there and we were like, okay, we might have to keep an eye on the Baker Wildcats here, but um, obviously you guys have made that a lot easier as the season has gone on. 
Yeah, that was the game. I remember, Taylor, uh, I remember now you, you called me and you were like, hey, I don't know what's g- going on with, with the Drovers right now, but they just got shut down by this freshman pitcher. Don't really uh, know too much about her, but I think she's someone we're going to have to keep keep our eye on. Um, my friend, I think that may, may have been a bit of an understatement, but uh, <laughs> but Kira, I'm also uh, uh, sticking with you here. I, I just want to hear just uh, – we heard Coach Goss' side of kind of the – the process of bringing you to, to Baker can I just can we just hear uh from your side what was the recruiting process you know why did you end up choosing Baker University um so back when I was very young Baker was actually a dream school of mine and I emailed the coach at the time nothing really happened I never saw anyone at my games or anything so I had kind of given up on it especially with me moving to a smaller more local less known competitive team around that time um and so i had a few offers going into uh it was summer right before my junior year mm-hmm. nope senior year senior summer. year yeah um i had a few offers and the only reason i went to the camp that i met coach at was because i had already paid for it that was the only reason i had even gone um and then i met coach And like she kind of mentioned, it was very fast. Like within two weeks, it was met coach, visited, committed. Um, But like I went, I came to Baker and it just seemed perfect, like a perfect fit. It was very close to home for me. And yeah, so. Well, coach, this isn't one of the questions we we planned on asking, but I mean, with everything moving so fast, I mean, what was your your reaction when you did get, get that phone call from Kira? Oh, we were we were thrilled. And I actually remember meeting with my former athletic director at the time, who is he's still a part of the university. And it was really cool. He came by uh, about a week ago and he's like, you weren't kidding. That kid's pretty good. And so, um, yeah, I I was thrilled again. Like I I've had a lot of really good pitchers through the years. I've been really fortunate to have a few All-Americans and really good kids. And just the way the ball came out of her hand, I knew that Kira had the potential to be special. And then it was also fun, right, for for Coach White to be like, hey, I think you guys would make a good connection. And, and Kira was like, oh, yeah, I think Coach Goss is the only one that said, you know, something similar or whatever. You know, it was one of those, like, just good connections where, you know, you find out this kid wasn't even going to come to camp. She was a kid that we tried to recruit earlier, um, but obviously didn't do a very good job. And then, um, not the, I was the, I wasn't here when you were emailing. So just to be clear about that. So, (laughs) um, so, but then I was like, wait a minute, your last name's Baker and you live 20 minutes down the road. Like this is meant to be. And then it's like, man, thank you, Lord, because it all just, you know, it all just fell into place. And, you know, we work really, really hard at recruiting. Um, and we try to make sure that we answer emails and get out and see kids all the time. Um, it's so different. I think Kira was a kid that was going to stand out no matter what, which is not necessarily the norm, but it was just the perfect storm. And we're, you know, grateful. I think that um, it's one of those things where I said before, she has the talent and yet she doesn't, um, she doesn't just, she's not satisfied with just being talented. She has gotten a lot better even since she's been here because she has worked hard and um, she's like quiet and, you know, she's not this like overpowering, like when you look at her stature, um, but she's like really competitive internally. And that's what I love to see. I think 
Taylor, I remember listening to the um, first show after that, that you guys did. And you talked about, I thought it was a really astute point about we got USAO's best in that moment because they'd lost the night before and we knew that they were going to be pretty coming out, coming out firing. And that's what I had told our kids. Like they lost last night and they're, you're going to get everything they've got. And we know they're so talented. We've played them a few times through the years. Um, and so we, we have nothing but respect for them. Um, and so, you know, to see what Kira did in that, um, lineup as her first collegiate start and to have to go extra innings and all those things. I mean, that's the thing where it was like, okay, this is great to see her have that success and then come right back and not just be down about it, not just be like, okay, my job's over, but then continue to build on that every week, come back ready to to get better. Something that you you said, Coach, uh, a couple of times you said it at the beginning of uh, that last little talk there, the ball comes out of her hand different. And this is where Taylor and I are wanting to expand our softball knowledge, both history-wise and just of the game. I mean, just real quick, big shout-out to Coach Cat up at GGC. She's been a big help um, with us and helping with that. But – Coach, you said the ball comes out of her hand different than what you've seen. And like you said, you, you've coached all Americans. You've seen some, some of the top pitching uh, that the NAI has to offer. Can you just go in a little bit more detail on what you mean by that? So, um, well, I'm glad that you brought up Georgia Gwinnett, by the way, because I got to give that kid, Annalise, I got to give her a shout out. What a sweet kid. I can't wait to meet her in person. Um, and I just think that speaks to what's kind of cool about our sport, right? Cause how many times do you have things like that happen? Right. So, um, so yeah, I look forward to meeting that kid and watching her continue to, de- to develop too. Um, what I would say by that is, and, and I've been fortunate to work with like the best of the best, right? Like I had, um, the pro team this summer. So I see the ball come out of all kinds of kids at every level out of their hand. Um, and you know, Kira, I think um, the thing that is what you guys would probably find the most interesting fact, every catcher that I think Kira has ever had, the first time that they go to catch a ball for her, they don't catch it. And it's not because like she's, you know, throwing it 20 feet wide of them. It's because the ball really does move that much. And, you know, kids just don't typically move the ball the way that she does do it. And she's a lefty. So that adds a little bit of mystique to it as well. Um, but she truly has, like, I think she just knows herself so well as a pitcher because she does have good velocity. Uh, but when her velocity has been down, her spin is still there. And she said from the first time I met her, oh, it's not my velocity that helps me. It's my spin. And I think she really, truly knows that. And there are days where she's, you know, popping 63, 64, and that's great. Um, but she's also getting the days and finding ways to win and compete, um, you know, like, Last Wednesday in the rain, it was raining. Um, We fell on one pitch, you know, thank God she got up. Um, But she still had 15 strikeouts, you know, and her velocity that night was probably, honestly, it was probably like 57, 58. And um, yet still finding ways to compete and get out. So it's just a different beast. Um, and, and so while I can't technically maybe give you what you want to know, maybe we can arrange where you guys can try to hit off her or something, you know? I, I, I like, and I hate that idea at the same time. <laughs> I, I, I'm down. It'll do great content. 
Uh, you know, something <laughs> we, we've talked about doing is having some football players hit against softball uh, pitching. Uh, I yeah. think that's right. I don't. I think I'd rather maybe pitch, and this is <laughs> no offense, but I really think I'd rather pit, uh, hit against one of the Weber pitchers before I go up against Kara. Because I mean, some of the best bats in the NAI can't hit off of her. I don't think a, a punter is going to have much of a shot against Kara Baker. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, and I I have I retired from baseball about two years ago, so I don't even want to know what that would look like. It would probably be so ugly. But anyways, um, so Kira, uh, going a little bit into your background here, um, obviously, you know, you're a freshman. So in high school, I believe it was your sophomore year um, into due to COVID. So you really didn't get that development. And your freshman year, you actually spent on the junior varsity squad. Uh, so was there really like a key thing that you did going into the offseason to – really develop your game even more and then stand out on the varsity like you did? Um, so there was a, there was a pitcher in my high school that I was like rivals with. And I think wanting to be better than her. So I had that starting varsity spot really helped drive me to be better. Um, so then when we had JV and then COVID, I just, I told myself to keep working keep doing everything that I could do to be the best version of me. Um, And I remember specifically, it was like sophomore, junior year. That's when I spent so much time with my pitching coach working on every aspect that I could. And I mean, there were days where my lessons, we would talk for 40 minutes about strategy and I would throw for maybe 10. And it was, it was just stuff like that that really helped me be who I could be and continue improving. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And it seems like you made quite the improvement too, Kira. I mean, setting the high school strikeout record in just two seasons. Isn't that a great Testament though? Like, don't you just yeah. love stories yeah. like that? Especially you guys are like athletes, you know, because I think so many kids give up in those moments for whatever mm-hmm. reason, whether it's, you know, just their own personal discouragement or, you know, maybe, it's just hard. And so they're, you know, maybe they're encouraged to just go a different route. And that's what, that's what I love, you know, because it's like, man, like, look at, look at this and just stay with it because you never know. I mean, no pun intended, but she's a different kind of cat. You know I mean? That's right. (laughs) And uh, coach, so you, you mentioned, you know, your, your best softball is ahead of you guys. Uh, You guys are about to start a conference play, obviously in the heart. And that's something that Reagan and myself obviously learned a lot about doing the media day, just how tough it is. Um, having the experience of coaching in the heart of America conference, uh, how much of a gauntlet is that? Oh man, it honestly, um, it, it used to be a gauntlet like no other, right? Like we were actually playing more games in the heart of America than like the big 12 and some of the, you know, high level division one conferences. Um, and luckily we did go a little bit away from the format of the double round robins and stuff. So instead of playing like 40 conference games, you know, we've cut that down where we're just doing a full round robin, but the competition didn't go down. The competition just, you know, it just gets better and better. And I love that you guys, um, I know I've talked with Reagan kind of about how you got your start and stuff, but I love how you guys, you guys really are understanding not just our conference, but all the conferences and what each team and each conference kind of does uniquely. And the heart of America, I think why so many people, maybe outside of Grandview, obviously, and and Central Methodist, why so many people didn't really realize how good the teams were because 
Um, you guys have talked a lot about parody this year. The Heart of America has had that, you know, every year that I've been in it. Um, anybody can beat anybody, and they have. And that's why you see where there's a lot of teams that, um, you know, have those 500 records because they are beating up on each other. And it comes down to, you know, staying healthy, uh, teams getting hot at the right times, all those kinds of things. But it's really talented, and um, I think it speaks really highly of our conference because there are some conferences, you know, that have some of the best teams in the country that their number one is vastly different from the bottom of their conference. And I just don't feel like that is the way it is here. And I think if you look at records, even if you just compile records over the last five years, that's what you see time and time out. I mean, of course, you know, the cream rises to the top, but you still have – so many teams that can beat each other, you know, so it's, it's tough. And we also, the, the different part when we enter conference play is now people are passionate about beating you. And so it becomes more than just good teams playing each other. It it comes down to like rivalries that you didn't even realize the NAI could have that they don't just start in softball. They're in football, they're in basketball, and I mean, they're actual real rivalries. It's pretty fun, um, but you got to stay focused and you got to make sure that that emotion doesn't get the best of you. I'm really glad you brought up the, the passion and everything about it, because that's something I, I, I definitely being down here in Florida, Sun Conference, uh, a, a Southern guy, I didn't really know about the the passion and the fan bases. And like you said, not just softball, but of, of overall NAI. And I got to saw it obviously in Columbus last year with Grandview and how, how they traveled. But then this, uh, let's see, I think it was two weekends ago, Grandview was down here on their, their uh, little spring break trip, taking on Weber, Warner and Southeastern. And I went over uh, Thursday night, went over and watched Grandview play Warner and it was a three to one. Uh, there was three to one ratio of Grandview to Warner fans, and I was like, "Oh boy!" And I uh, ended up get, getting to talk to my new friend, uh, Sonny Sonny Gannon, Lanny's uh, uh, dad, who sure you you know her very well. I can't wait yeah. to match up in the circle uh, this year. But anyways, getting to see them, it it, it truly is different. Uh, Coach, could you may, maybe speak on the, the overall fan base and just what the fan bases are like in the heart of America? Oh, absolutely. We were in Gulf Shores, you know, last week and we had over 30 sets of parents. I mean, it was it was great. I mean, the stands were completely filled um, and, you know, they're going out to dinner together. I mean, they're there uh, to support their girls and let everybody know that will listen to them how much they love Baker softball. And I know we're not alone. You know, we feel very fortunate to have such um, a good fan base, you know, and 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 all the things they do behind the scenes and, and those things. But, uh, yeah, very travel very, very well and you feel their presence. And so, yeah, like home games. Um, don't always feel like home games necessarily for some teams because people are just, they, they love, they love their, they love their girls, you know, and they're going to be there and support them. And I love that. I think that's great. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, like we consider ourselves a family. Um, and so seeing the parents, you know, that want to be there and travel and support and, you know, not just supporting their kid, right? Like that's one of the things too, that I love. And I want to mention about Kira, um, she's very genuine. So like when she's telling you, I really just told myself to not give up and to keep working, like she really means that. And, you know, to see her family support the other players and the, see those families support her 
Um, you know, because again, it can't always be easy when you're used to being in a certain role and then all of a sudden, wait, here's this kid and here she comes, you know? Um, and everyone I think has really done that seamlessly because it is like a big family and it's been fun and we just, you know, want to keep getting better and better. I mean, like you said, it, it is a big family. And w- when we get into this time of the year, the emotions may boil over here or there. But something I, I noticed you know, uh, with the Sun Coppers, I'll give you an example of this past week uh, with Southeastern and St. Thomas. You know, we're not necessarily a basketball conference, but those two schools, they made it to the round of 16. And, you know, from what I heard from teams across the conference and at, at Weber, it wasn't oh, uh, it's Southeastern St. Thomas, I hope they lose and get out. No, 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 it was when they got there, it, it's that sense of pride for your conference that I, I think is true throughout the NAI uh, Heart of America. And y'all know how, how how I can get about my Sun Conference teams that, uh, uh, <laughs> sometimes. But You might have uh, made them mad when you said that you'd hit off their pitchers, though. So better- I, 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 I said I, I would try. I said I would try. I did not say I would hit. I would I would look almost as dumb as uh, when I would – as if I would try to hit off of Kira. Yeah, I just, no, we know. We know you're a fan. Yes. <laughs> but uh, – uh, Kira, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you sure you saw on Twitter, maybe not. Uh, Coach, you alluded to it uh, earlier, but an, another pitcher we are both huge fans of and had on had on uh, the podcast, Annalise Wood. She had a very kind thing to say, uh, saying, "quote Loving seeing this freshman give the NAI a run for their money at Kira Baker and at Baker Wildcat SB until we can battle it out." which we are praying happens uh, against <laughs> each other. You have fans in Georgia. Uh, you know, Kira, what, what does that mean to you, hearing that from another top young arm in the NAI? Um, it's it's a really good feeling. Um, if I'm completely honest, I don't really do social media. So, like, I'll see all these people on my Twitter feed. I have no clue who they are. <laughs> so I'm trying to catch up. But it it was a very good feeling, like – that's the kind of competition you want. Like you want your competitors to be good. You want your competitors to be friendly for lack of a better word. Like competition should not be like trying to kill each other. It's more trying to do the best that you can do against their best. And so having someone that is like saying stuff like that, it's very refreshing. Um, it's just like it I think it puts everyone in a good mood because it shows that even though, yes, we all want to be the best, like it doesn't have to be mean. We can still have fun in this game that we love. And I think she is doing a like she's providing a perfect example of how to be a good sport. And yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that, Kara, that's beautifully, beautifully put. I mean, get, getting to hear two of. I mean, the two right now, the two top pitchers in the NAI say say those about each other. I think that really personifies what our sport is and what it's all about. Yes, it's that competition, and everybody wants to go win your conference, go win the red banner, go win opening, whatever. But there, there is that fun competition side of it. There, there is. Hey, we're there's only going to be one team happy at the end of the day. I mean, that, that that's just the way it is, and we have to enjoy it along the way. Um, I, I did kind of say in, in between that that uh that quote from her, we are absolutely <laughs> manifesting Georgia Fournette, 
<laughs> Baker University, Annalise Wood, Kira Baker. If I mean, wherever it's at, I don't care if it's being played on the other side of the world. We're going to figure out a way, way to be, be there. They're all yes. that. Oh, we love uh, that. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Coach, I, I do have one last question for you. And this this is a little bit out, outside uh, of Baker, but something we talked about on the phone uh, the other day is something I was really interested about. You said you, you've coached uh, w- with the professional league uh, as well as kind of w- what you do in the offseason. I was just wanting to hear a little bit more about that. And if you could tell us some about that league. Yeah. So the the women's pro league, our sport, obviously, it's really cool how much it's grown, right? When you think about our sport being um, on ESPN for fall games for the University of Oklahoma this fall, it just shows you how far that it's come. And um, it's just, it's a really cool thing to see how far it's developed. Um, And so I was, you know, privileged to be asked to coach um, this past summer with the Vipers team and so, you know, like Jocelyn Allo and um, Taryn Olivo, we had, uh, you know, just the best of the best kids. And um, there's not a whole lot of like me critiquing them as players or whatever, but just providing an outlet to help them uh, learn how to be professionals and, and those kinds of things. And um, it was a great experience. And, you know, I, I hope to continue to, to have those opportunities for sure. Um, I'm also a mom, you know, of a, I've got, well, I have a daughter here and then I also have, um, my 16 year old son. So I try to make sure that I can, you know, do the, the mom thing as well, um, as much as possible. And so not missing their things, but it was a huge honor. And I think the thing like that I bring that to my girls is even the top, top players that are the most talented that have come from the programs that you know, they have every resource possible for them to be successful. Um, The struggles that they go through are all extremely similar. Um, They all want to, you know, be perfectionists and they want to perform. And um, it's amazing how there might be talent separators, of course, um, but those struggles are all the same. And um, so I think that's like something that I try to make sure I keep in mind for our girls here and knowing you know, the grass isn't always greener on the other side, right? The grass is greener where you water it. And there's great programs literally at every level, you know, and and there's not great programs at every level too. So just being around people who care about you, who are going to try to bring out the best for you. And sometimes they're going to challenge you. Um, but that was a really good outlet where I could see that up close too, you know. Um, and now we had small rosters there. I think you can only have 12 or 13. Um and so I caught a lot of bullpens too and got to see, you know, 74, 73 mile an hour pitches moving and all that. So I'm, I still haven't caught a bullpen for her. I'm looking forward to doing that. I just got new contacts. So I'm like, okay, I think I can do it now. Um, but it was a great experience. And it's something that, again, like anytime I can be around the game, I mean, Reagan, as you know, we, we, when I met you before, I could talk forever. I hear it's kind of annoying as much as I love to talk about softball. I could just go and go and go and go. And I don't want to ever cut, you know, Kira or any of you guys off or whatever, but I love the sport and I've had a lot of really great opportunities through the years and um, thankful to be where I'm at right now. And, and just, you know, you don't have to be at a big place to serve what your purpose is. If you really understand what your purpose is, you can do that at any level. And um, I just 
am, am happy to do that and happy to have someone like Kira and the other girls that we have on this team. And, you know, Annalise, I think, again, just thinking of the respect that kids have, it is a breath of fresh air. Um, Kira is a breath of fresh air in that regard. And um, yeah, so, so, so that was kind of the story on the summer. And um, I tell you what, though, guys, we didn't even have, we didn't have balls to hit with at our very first like game, right. Of the season. And these are kids that have come from university of Oklahoma, Minnesota. I mean, just the best university of Texas. And then we didn't have balls. So it was a good thing that I'm such a softball nerd. I'm like, hang on. Let me go to my car and I will pull out my my equipment that ha- probably has more in the back of my car than more Dick sporting goods. But that's just the way it goes. How's the, you know, th- this is something I think we'll talk more about all fair, but how's the media coverage for the league? Well, it's, it's not as good as it could be. Um, I think in all those ways, there's a lot of room for improvement. And I think the right people are in the right places to help improve that. Um, and again, the, the growth of our sport, like softball rates higher than anything except for like NFL football. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that those numbers are off the chart too. So when you think about, you know, you guys started this little podcast and look at how you've grown and you started out with, you know, your Southeastern conference. And now you, you know, you've gotten, you know, bigger from that and are so appreciated. And, and that's just a drip in the bucket. Like softball people are crazy. Like they love their softball. They travel. You guys got to go to the world series, you know, at, at every level, like you should, you should make it a point to do that. So you can really see what those cultures are like. I see you have your Omaha hat on, I think Taylor and, um, you know, Oklahoma city, there's, there's nothing like it. It's an electric atmosphere. And there's a reason why people are so passionate about our game and, it's such an awesome game and there's so many awesome people. And um, so I think there's a ton of opportunity in, in that regard. And I'm staying focused on Baker softball right now, but I know um, that's one of the things that last summer I, I was looking at, you know, I think anything that you look at, if you're a competitor, you're like, okay, how can we make this better? And I'm not really in a position to make it better in certain ways, but I know I'm in position to make it better in other ways. And so just, finding the right people and connecting them and, and helping it continue to grow is what my hope is. And they started a new team in Oklahoma and um, we've got, you know, Jocelyn Olive, she got traded back. So she'll be home. And I think that's just good. I mean, not good for our team, but good for our sport overall, because she's going to be in a place that she's been loved and uh, Oklahoma wants to see her play ball. Yeah, I mean, Taylor, Taylor, be able to talk to you a little bit more about being able to go out to Oklahoma City and witness what what it's like there. I mean, he Taylor, you were there for for uh, the, the some of the Oklahoma games in the World Series last year, right? Yeah, I've actually so I've been going there to watch. I mean, since I was like eight with Team USA playing Team Japan with Jenny Finch and Kat Osterman and the list goes on. But yeah, you Taylor, you're, you're just going up and up in my book. I mean, I mean, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, I tell Reagan this all the time. Um, Oklahoma, obviously, Oklahoma University at that is everyone talks about football, but don't get it twisted. They love softball just as much. And you see that. Like, I mean, I was telling him last night, Oklahoma was playing Florida State and we were both watching the game. Oh, yeah. And I say all the time, I'm like, the Oklahoma softball team says that Oklahoma City at the World Series is as loud, if not louder, than an OU football game with 
75,000 less people in it now, but it's, it's, it's awesome to see not only on that level, but the division two level, the division three level. And then of course at the NAI level, just the, the passion remains the same. And I think that's what makes it cool for me. Yeah. And and I've said this, if I said it once, I've said it a hundred times where I fell in love with the game was this past year, uh, 2022 world series uh, in, in Columbus and when I told my parents that, then uh, they were obviously very, very support, supportive of it. They were like, you sure softball? Or, I mean, is that, is that a sport that, that, that is like, go, you cover a conference, you'll have a, all the sports, but you cover just one specific sport and a small college, there's a small college league, uh, which the NAI is. And it's like, are you sure? I'm like, why don't y'all just watch this right here? And I flipped on ESPN. It was Oklahoma. I uh, believe it was, gosh, I forget who it, they may have been playing Texas. It was either Texas or Oklahoma State. And I was like, I want you to look, look at the crowd. This is how it's going to be in the NAI soon. This is how uh, college softball is growing. And from then on, I mean, we, proof is in the pudding at this point. Uh, in it, people love their NAI softball. We we love it. Uh, we, and, you know, we, we hear uh, people uh, thankful for what, what we do and what we started. You know, we're, and this is all honesty. We are so thankful for y'all coaches, players like y'all that have supported us. I mean, we view it more as y'all helping us, supporting us just as uh, much as, I mean, and if we told Taylor and this is something that I've started telling athletes straight up, we're fans. Like we are just fans and we, and like, I wasn't nervous before hopping on, but earlier in, in, in the week when I was like, all right, we're about to interview uh, one of the top players in the country. The same thing I went through with Annalise when we had her on. Like, once the interview starts, like, I'm fine. But, like, a few days leading up, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I might throw up here. I don't know. <laughs> but Yeah, and I think that's what honestly makes this so great, you guys, because you you guys are showing people how to take your passion and turn it into something really, really positive for a lot of people, and that's just snowballing for you know, our kids and then all the other kids across um, the NAIA. And there is great softball at every level. And I think that's the thing that's exciting is we've known that, right? But now more people know that. And that just that just continues to grow the game. So so maybe we have to get your parents some Baker gear too, Reagan, and get them I, to watch the Baker softball game. <laughs> I think they would enjoy, enjoy that a lot. Um, you know, they... I, I'm making Baker fans all all, all across uh, the the sunshine, the peach state. I told you uh, on the phone the other day when Taylor, we were talking, uh, and Coach Cross, like I said, told told you the other day. Uh, Kira, you'll like this. I had two two of my best friends on the football team. Shout out uh, Cam and Rocky. I think we may have said this on the last episode, but whatever. Um, and I, Taylor, and I just started listing off your stats and like what you had done, and then at the end, I was like. Hey guys, she's a freshman, and they they're <laughs> already uh, on the floor, but th- and then they just fell through into the basement at that point, and it, it was just awesome. And I mean, then be honest, Cam and Rocky, they've been kind of keeping up with your stuff since then. Uh, so I mean, you got you got fan fans all all across the the country. Needless to say, not to put pressure on or anything, and I mean, I'm sure you got ice water uh, th- through your veins, but uh, you know, j- just keep it up. Uh, like we said, we can't wait for, for the season to progress. We are hoping that there, there are games that we're able to get to eventually. You know, once we get through April, for me especially, I get I get through this semester, I'll be able to kind of go and travel a little, little bit more um, as well as Mimi 
can't wait to have, have uh, Mimi Maggard back on. But Coach Goss, uh, Kira, just thank you all so much. Uh, Taylor, if you have anything, if you all two have anything, uh, uh, Mike's all yours. Uh, I'm all good, though. I just want to reiterate it. I mean, thank you guys again, not only to do it uh, this late in the evening, but uh, just to come on and share your thoughts, not only on, on Kira, but the program as well. I mean, it's really appreciated. And that's, that's one thing that me and Reagan enjoy hearing, obviously is, Hey, like, I mean, I've, we've had players text us. Oh, who's this girl at Baker Southeastern college, Idaho. Like it, it really stretches across the country and it's kind of blowing our minds, honestly. So thank you again. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and thank you guys. I mean, honestly, just again, this outlet and the one other thing that I wanted to say too, um, I know this week you guys talked about it on your show, but coach McSpadden, what an absolute beast of a coach, you know, and class oh. act of a guy I've known him for a long time. I've had some friends that played for him back in the day and, um, what a cool moment. I think that's another cool moment for our sport. And, um, so just wanted to, to make sure I mentioned that because um, I think that's the history and knowing that is something that can connect us in a positive way. And when, when people don't know, you know, what, what he's done through 30, was it 36 years? Um, that's just an enormous accomplishment that I would feel guilty if I didn't bring that up and how, how awesome that, that is, even though uh, I've been on the, the wrong side of a couple of those. Um, but we hope to, we hope to, you know, maybe take his winning percentage down a little bit the next time we play, but what a guy and just big congratulations to him. And I can't thank you guys enough. I know my girls are going to be listening to this. I know a lot of other people are, and um, we just, yeah, just know you're appreciated and your insight is really good too. I mean, I know you say you're just fans, but you guys do your homework and um, we just, we just appreciate you. Of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, I think we're good. Y'all good? Good. Okay. All right. Right. All right.